Hello, and welcome to the Personal Injury Law Podcast. My name is Jonathan Rosenfeld, an attorney at Rosenfeld Injury Lawyers, LLC. This podcast is here to break down the barriers when it comes to the world of personal injury law. Each podcast will go into detail about a specific legal issue or type of personal injury case, from everyday occurrences to the esoteric. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. For more information, visit my website at rosenfeldinjurylawyers.com. Hello, thank you for joining me today. I am Jonathan Rosenfeld, and today on the Personal Injury Podcast, I am joined by my colleague, Marty Gould, and we are going to talk a little bit about an emerging area of litigation, which is abuse in uh, a drug and alcohol rehabilitation facility. Uh, Marty, first off, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me on, John. Now, one of the areas that's you know really come out in the past few years in terms of uh, medical treatment is this whole concept of drug and alcohol rehabilitation facilities for people who may have had substance problems as children, as adults. And a lot of these facilities have opened up across the country. Uh, they promise everyone, you know, an opportunity to, in a lot of situations, to get clean, get sober uh, during a, uh, a short-term uh, rehabilitation stay where they live in a facility for maybe a 30-day, 60-day, 90-day period. Um, and unfortunately, one of the things that we're seeing here, uh, which is really no different than uh, abuse in a uh, uh, other closed environment, such as a boarding school, is we're seeing the, uh, the instructors and some of the other supervisors involved um, mistreat these people who may be in a particularly vulnerable situation and very difficult time in their life. Um, what have you seen in terms of you know, your experience? What are you seeing in terms of uh, abuse and mistreatment in these institutions? Well, John, substance abuse has become a national epidemic. The National Survey on Drug Use and Health estimates that 20.7 million people needed substance abuse treatment in 2017. Um, so a lot of these people are going to facilities, whether it's a living facility or a, a day facility, to get treatment so they can get on the right path. And what I've seen in some of our cases is whether it's, you know, an unknown rehab center or a small one up until the most prestigious ones throughout the country is that you'll have a staff member or a counselor take advantage of these vulnerable people and engage in sexual relationships, um, which are prohibited or should be prohibited by every institution because they know these people are vulnerable. Um, and it, it derails them. You know, they, they, get, they start using drugs again because of it, or they're out doing things that they're not supposed to be doing with the counselor. And some of, some of the cases that we have, the counselor or the staff member who's engaging in a, in a relationship with the patient uh, financially exploits them, asks ask them for loans. You know, hey, can I borrow $1,000? That turns into $15,000. That turns into $50,000. Um, and they find ways to take advantage of these people. And if any that, anything like that happens, uh, you have a potential legal claim against the individual and the entity 
They have to make sure that there's policies and procedures in place to protect their patients and to make sure this type of thing doesn't happen. Um, they're aware that it can happen and that the patients are uniquely vulnerable. You know, I think one of the really the sad things in these situations is, you know, the fact is, is that, you know, as you, you just stated, the, the emergence of these facilities out there, the growth of this industry uh, has really expanded way beyond uh, the capacity of any state's legislatures to implement any laws or safeguards to protect patients at these facilities. And so what we're seeing right now is a lot of times uh, states are sort of playing catch up uh, in terms of trying to apply laws and regulations to these facilities uh, that may have essentially gone unregulated for some time. Um, but at the end of the day, regulations or not, um, the, as a victim of abuse, you still have the ability to pursue a civil claim against the institution uh, just as if you're the victim of abuse in a, a, a church set. Um, can you talk a little bit about what's involved in terms of uh, civil claims uh, for victims of abuse in a drug or rehab facility? Sure. John, you know, as you mentioned, the federal government doesn't really have an official definition of what constitutes a drug treatment or rehabilitation center. Uh, so the licensing can vary from state to state. And unlike uh, in a doctor's office or a medical facility, drug rehab facilities are treated like, like businesses under the eye. They're, they're not as closely regulated, but they still have uh, duties that they owe their patients. There's still obligations that they have to, uh, you know, rules that they have to follow based off just the standards in the industry. And the violation of those standards, like permitting a, uh, a staff member, a counselor to engage in sexual relationships or financially exploit uh, patients serves the basis for liability. And we filed claims of negligence, uh, you know, failure to adequately screen or, or, or negligent hiring of a staff member, negligent supervision, failure to investigate. Um, we had a case, John, where um, we even had a counselor at one of these facilities disclose confidential information to a patient's uh, spouse when the relationship went sour. You know, that's a violation of countless rules. You know, one is you can't have a relationship with your patient. And two is um, you certainly can't disclose confidential information to any third party. So it's not just, I think it's important to realize that in these situations, it's not just uh, episodes of sexual abuse that give rise to civil claims. It can be other privacy violations. It can be you know, other situations involving defamation of character. Um, you know, these cases typically go way beyond some of the more traditional sex abuse claims that you and I handle, correct? That's correct. Uh, it, there's, there's many different types of, of negligence and abuse that can occur in a drug treatment center. And the key to the equation there is that these people are uniquely vulnerable. They're there to get help. And um, it's very important to make sure that the policies and procedures are in place to ensure that they do get that help and that they're not exploited and abused. Well, Marty, this is really an area of uh, litigation that unfortunately I don't think we're gonna uh, really be hearing the end of anytime soon. Um, but I really appreciate your time and I'm gonna look forward uh, to talking with you about these situations uh, 
if it comes up in the future. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, John. Thank you for listening to the Personal Injury Law Podcast. I'm Jonathan Rosenfeld. If you or anyone you know would like more information on any of the topics on the podcast, please visit my website at rosenfeldinjurylawyers.com. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Please feel free to rate the show and leave a review. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.